The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus answered, I give praise to you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. For although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you revealed them to the children, to the childlike. Yes, Father, such has been your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves, for my yoke is easy and my burden light. The Gospel of the Lord. So the month of October attributed to Mary. What do we know about Mary? What are some things we know about Mary? That Jesus is her son. Yep. Which, if Jesus is her son, then she is the mother to God. Yeah, that's a pretty, pretty basic starting point we should think of. Like, Mary is the mother of God. Elizabeth was her cousin, right? And that's a big deal. She visited Elizabeth. Who did Elizabeth give birth to? John the Baptist, so John the Baptist is cousin to Jesus, which is pretty awesome. What else do we know about Mary? Kind of, yeah, so after Mary died, well, and even like the, the death was kind of an interesting thing, like, all right, her body and soul were assumed to heaven together, that's a good, that's an important one. What else do we know? Yeah, she goes by a lot of titles, there's a lot of titles for Mary, there's Our Lady of Guadalupe, Our Lady of Lords, yeah, Lady of Fatima, like, there's tons of them, there's tons of titles for Mary, because she's appeared to people throughout throughout centuries, right? Which is pretty cool. She's a virgin, so she, like, she gave birth through, in a, like, in a, um, like, by the Holy Spirit. It's pretty, that's a pretty big deal, right? She had to watch Jesus suffer on the cross. You know, when we think about the stations of the cross that we have here in the church, there's a couple attributed to Mary, at least a couple that she's in, right? The fourth station back here, when Jesus meets his, mar- when me- Jesus meets his mother on the way. And we keep going along, keep going along, keep going along. And we get to the 12th station, right, when Jesus actually, like, dies on the cross, right? And she sees that. And who's there with her? John. And then we go on to the 13th. He's taken down from the cross, and he's laid into his mother's arms. So there's a really beautiful statue called the Pieta. Say Pieta. Good job. So Pieta. So it's an image of Mary holding her son Jesus, right? So yeah, so she has to see that. So Mary, Mary's got, you can put your hands down, Mary's got a ton of things that she's known for. And there's a prayer that we offer often asking for intercession. Now, I think because of the rosary, people get confused sometimes and they think, oh, we must worship Mary. We must, we must put Mary as like one above or like with Jesus. But we really don't. When it comes to worship, and you know, we, we've been trying to do worship on Wednesdays with music and song, we also know that worship can be the prayer of the Mass, like, which is what we do today. But worship has kind of three levels. Did you know that? that? There are three levels for worship. There's a level of worship that we do give towards the saints. There's a level of worship we give to Mary, and there's a level of worship we give to Jesus, to God. So the, the first level is called dulia. Say dulia. dulia. So dulia is like a level of worship that we give to the saints who, guess what, who's saints again? Who are supposed to be saints? All of us, right? Because we are all what? Sats. S- sit. Did you say sats? <laughs> We're sits. 
<laughs> saints in training. But yeah, dulia, dulia. So saints in training. We are saints. So even the saints, right? Like, so St. Francis today, who we celebrate, there's a dulia we have for him, like a certain level of worship. Like we're like, wow, like he lived a really like holy life. He lived a life worthy of being praised. That's a good thing. Mary gets what's called hyperdulia. Say hyperdulia. Right, so it's still dulia, but it's like, it's bigger, right? Because Mary was still just a human, like the rest of us. But she was a unique human, because she was uh, born and conceived without original sin. She gives birth to her Savior, because Mary still needed salvation, but yet she was prepared and born in such a way that she could bear Jesus. It's, it's kind of, it's mystery, really, in the end. So there's a hyperdulia for Mary. So we give a little bit different type of worship, but yet it's not the level of God yet. So we, we look at her and like, wow, she is the disciple of the disciples. She is the one that should motivate me to follow after Jesus. Like, like again, she met him on his passion. She cared for him in his death. Like she was there for all of like his big moments. She was there at the first miracle. She, she was there for so many things. And so when we offer the rosary, and we're saying, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. We're actually just saying something that the angels acknowledged. It's already in Scripture. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Like we're acknowledging like who she bears. And then we say, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Now the other does. We're asking her to pray for us, which is something just like if I said, Hey, Lucy, you know, I'm going to have a meeting later today. Can you say a prayer for me for that? She says yes. So like it's just the same idea, right? Like we ask for prayers from each other. So there's dulia, hyperdulia, and then the last form of worship, the worship that's re- um, reserved only for God, is called latria. Say latria. But like that's a, a specific one, specifically for God. And so we do make these distinctions. So the rosary, the beauty of the rosary, it's not just the repetitive prayer of the Hail Mary, full of grace, Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women, blessed fruit thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners, not the hour of our death. <gasps> it's actually thinking about what the mysteries are. Because the mysteries, most of them, highlight who instead? Yeah, Jesus, right? So we think about the, um, the Annunciation. Gabriel comes to Mary to inform her she's going to be the mother of God. So that's about Jesus still. Uh, you have the Visitation. That's kind of a unique one. But Mary goes to Elizabeth, her cousin. And who leaps in the womb? John the Baptist acknowledges the presence of Jesus God. You have the birth, the nativity. You have the presentation in the temple. So Jesus is taken in the temple as was the Jewish custom. And then you have the finding of the child. Like that's all the joyful mysteries. The luminous mysteries are even more fascinating because they're all about his miracles, about what he's done. We just want to remember like while we can give a form of worship, a form of praise to Mary, it's not going to be the same level of God. It can never be the same level of God. And yet she's unique among all the saints, and she's a little different, and she gets a little bit more than, than the other saints. Now, St. Saint Francis, who is very near and dear to my heart, what do we know about him? He helped to found the poor Clares. Yep, so he's with the Franciscan community, helped to found the Franciscans, and then Clare was a friend of his. He wrote a prayer, you know, the, the prayer of St. Francis. Whether he wrote it or not, we're not fully sure, but it's like a prayer dedicated to him for sure. Yeah, that's what everyone seems to know, right? Patron saint of animals. That's a huge one. Everyone seems to attribute to him that he loved nature and animals. The other thing about Francis is, you know, he came from a really rich family. He was really well-to-do. He had a lot in his life. Uh, his dad was a really big um, 
marketing, let's call him a marketing executive in, in a CC. Uh, and one day, for whatever, like, Francis didn't live, like, always the holiest of lives. He did some other stuff in his life. And then something moved his heart. Something changed his heart. And it was ultimately God. And he went to go to this little chapel that was really, like, run down and broken and kind of fallen apart. And he sees this crucifix. You know what happened when he saw that crucifix? Does anyone remember? Yeah, it spoke to him. Like, what? The crucifix stuck to him? And what did the crucifix say to him? What did Jesus say on the crucifix to him? Yeah, build, rebuild my church. And so Francis took that seriously, and he rebuilt that particular church. And what God was really trying to get to him was like, I need you to rebuild the church that is of the people, right? Because the people were, were not, they were falling away from God. They were they were choosing not to, to practice and obey and listen. And so, like, in his rebirth of the church with St. Clair, they helped to revitalize. Say revitalize. revitalize. All right, to bring to life the church again, which is really cool. I love St. Francis. I went to the University of St. Francis. That's where I was introduced to the church, the Catholic church. That's where I wanted to become Catholic because of, like, the things that he stood for. And the Franciscan Sisters of Perpetual Adoration— which are a group of sisters in our diocese, their, their big charism, their, their calling, what they do, is to have someone before the Blessed Sacrament in adoration every day, 24 hours, 365 days a year. There's always someone adoring Jesus in the Eucharist. They are awesome. I'll see if we can get some of them to come visit us. They're really amazing people. So we have this month of Mary. We've got St. Francis today, and again, it's a big reminder that we can become saints, that the Lord can speak to each of us, that he can do things. He's not, he may not do something so radical as to make the crucifix talk to us. He may not do something so radical as to like, call us to be the mother of Jesus, but in our actions and what we do, how we do it with other people, starting with our classmates, with our teachers, with our friends, with our family, like how we treat them needs to be from a place of love. Even if we don't like someone, which is life, we're not going to like every single people we come across. We're called to love them. We're called to honor them. We're called to respect them. And St. Francis, he had a big conversion that had to happen. And so we pray for that conversion in our own hearts, that we can be converted to love people because they are, are humans, because they exist, because they are worthy of love. That's going to be our prayer today, that our hearts can be converted to love in others, even the ones that drive us up a wall, that just, just aggravate us so much. Like, Lord, help me to love them today because you love them. Lord, help me to care for them today because you care for them. It's not about necessarily how we feel, but it's about the fact that We've all been made in the image and likeness of God. And we need to treat each other like that. We need to, to honor and respect each other. So that's our prayer for the day.